dad stopped fighting, his dad stopped breathing. I don't take no talk or nothing off anybody. You know, you disrespect me, man, I'm stamping in your face. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I used to get teased because I've only got one eye and people calling me Cyclops and one eye and mm -hmm. the only thing I'd answer was a punch or a kick in the head. Them days, I weren't interested in football, mate. Mm -hmm. I was just interested in you meet in town, you have a fight in town, you go to the match, you have a fight in the match, you have a fight after the match, you come back in town, you probably have a fight, then you go home. I remember when I did that Danny Dyer programme, I thought, have I done the right thing or have I done the wrong thing? You get all these hood rats out there, right? And they all want to make a name for themselves. Yeah. And the only way they can make a name is they take out a main guy or a name guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't giving no fuck of the chance, man. Well, the black lads didn't like me in, in, in Coventry, of course. Okay. I'm from Birmingham. And the white lads didn't like me because I'm black and from Birmingham. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the In Brother Words podcast uh, with me, Tommy, and my brother, Robbie. Um, if you're new around here, please like the video and subscribe. Uh, there's plenty of great content for you to catch up on. Um, and today, for the first time ever, we're not in our own home. Yeah, we're on we've, the road. We've travelled to uh, sunny Birmingham today. Uh, Arcadian Las Iguanas. Uh, it's who you know, innit? Not yeah, what you know. Exactly. Shout out uh, Las Iguanas. Yeah, shout out Las Iguanas. Um, so we have with us today a very special guest, a um, bit of a legend around these parts. Uh, he was uh, a, a notorious hard man turned author turned charity worker, Mr. Baz Patterson. Oh, hey, Thank hey. you for being here, Thank you very there, much Baz. for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, so uh, we found some common ground, didn't we, um, in that you are from Burton, as we yes, are too. Yes, originally from Burton. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, how long were you uh, kind of... In Burton. Well, I, was, I was born in I was born in the Royal Anglesey Hospital. I was born there, mm -hmm. but I moved from Burton when I was about four or five years old. I moved to moved to Answorth. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember much because um, my dad was in prison and my mum's mum was over in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So my mum left Burton to come over to, to come over to Birmingham. But mm -hmm. we used to go back every just before Christmas, about a week before Christmas, to stay at my grandmother's. She used to live on Derby Street. Uh, okay. yeah. We used to go down there and stay down there with my uncles and. No, mm -hmm. there's not around there, is there? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Even, well, back then there weren't nothing around there anyway. No. no. So what was, it, what was Birmingham like in those days then? So what, what year are we talking roughly? Like when Four. Well, I was born in 65. Okay. And moved over about... So it's like 70s. 70, you grew yeah, up really in Birmingham. Early, yeah, really yeah. Early 70s. What was Birmingham in the 70s like then? Well, he, was, he was home, man. He was, he was proper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There was more people of my colour. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah but back then there probably weren't, you know... Probably weren't a lot of black people around in in Burton at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. But they all know, they all knew each other, and st oh, even up to now, they still know each other. But mm -hmm. when we moved to Birmingham, it was, it was more better, more better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, what? How would your um, teachers have described you? You know, if we had them all lined up here yeah. and we said, "What was Baz like at school?" Always going for a laugh, always cracking jokes and fighting. So. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Where, where did that kind of um, at what age did that kind of fighting mentality? Because we'll, we'll we'll touch on it a little bit later. Obviously, well, you're, fighting you're fighting. Well, it, it came probably not even that. Not well, probably junior school to tell the truth. Because mm -hmm. I used to get teased and you know not bullied at the time, but I used to get teased because I've only got one eye and people calling me Cyclops and one eye and mm -hmm. the only thing I'd answer was a punch or a kick in the head. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So that was the initial was response. All, yeah, mm. yeah, that was what that was the way I would respond to it. But now. People say, Rob, Baz, one eye, Baz. 
I was going to say, because people are like, um, you know, if you, if you type in your name into Google, it is One-Eyed Baz. Yeah, and yeah. The name of your book yeah. is yeah. the Does that yeah. still kind of... Well, you know, that name's made me, if you, under, if you mm -hmm. understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like you said before, if someone called me One-Eyed, first thing I'll do, bam. Mm -hmm. But now, all right, mate, how you doing? All right, love, how you doing? You know, that's, it's me. Yeah. yeah. How did it happen? Yeah, my sister threw a can at me and caught me in the eye. Of what? A can of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Never drank Coke again. That's yeah. why he's on water yeah. today. Was it really? Yes. Yeah, so, so something is like... Yeah. Oh, wow. Caught my eye. Jesus. So, right. And what age was that then that that happened? I about six, seven years old, I think. Oh, yeah. really it's a big thing to go through as a kid, isn't it? I know, like you're saying, you know... But you know the worst thing about it? I can't remember Jack, Jack about it. Really? I can't, I can't remember nothing. <laughs> so you don't really remember having no, like... Yeah. No, no, no. And to this day... It's never affected me in anything I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'd love to do when I was younger was join the armed forces or something like that. But I'll, you know, I wouldn't get in there with, with one bloody eye. I'd probably be, <laughs> might get a job as a sniper and that's about <laughs> <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> with one eye, man, you definitely got to be a good shot because you've got to close the door, right? Yeah. So, exactly, you know yeah. I mean? Is that something you would like to have done, do you think? I'd like to, in a, I'd love to life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to. Look, I love, I love traveling, even up till now I love traveling. With my fighting, I've traveled all over the world and yeah. I just love traveling. Yeah, mm -hmm. so like I say, you, your fighting career did take you all over the world, so you fought like in what, America, Japan, I Holland, I, everywhere. No, I didn't, get, I didn't get to go to Japan, I got, okay. I, got, I, got, I got stitched on that one oh, okay. to go to Japan. Well, Hawaii, New York, I mean, sorry, Hawaii, Brazil, um, all around Europe and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Lovely. Yeah, so you've competed in uh, kickboxing, MMA. Where did it all start for you? So you, you go from a kid fighting at school. Well, it all, it all started in my, in my early teens. There used to be two uh, picture houses in cinemas in Answorth. Mm -hmm. One called Grand Palace and one called Elite. So on a Friday or Saturday night, all the show was just kung fu films. Okay. And my mum used to take us down there to watch kung fu films. Mm -hmm. And then you're there till like four or five o'clock in the morning watching kung fu films <laughs> and then everyone you know at the end of the night everyone comes out and starts fighting each other yeah so that's and that's where it all started for me mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like early heroes yeah. then like bruce lee people like that then yeah. The, oh, yeah, in the early yeah, days yeah, yeah. i started off with normal shotokan and wadu karate that's where i started off Mm -hmm. And no, my first, sorry, sorry, let's go back. My first martial art was judo. Okay. I, st I started judo at school. So that was my, so that was my first martial art. Mm -hmm. Then I started um, Wadaroo and Shotokan. But I just didn't like the, rah, rah, here. And you know, you're catering all that. A bit dramatised, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, a bit of a show, I, isn't it? I'm not into all that. I can't say crap really, but. Yeah, okay. I can't, I <laughs> you can swear on it if you need to. <laughs> I, I, I want to fight. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So then it's not only until I moved to Coventry, 1987. That's when my fighting really actually started. When I started training kickboxing with, with a guy called Dev Barrett. Yeah. And that's where it all really started properly. Yeah. And you obviously had a lot of good success in, in kickboxing. Oh, as well. gosh, man. The man's took me all up. You know, he was like, he was more, he was, you know, the guy was more like a father figure to me, if you mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And I remember the first time, the first time I actually went into his dojo, it was me and a, one of my friends in Coventry, a white lad called uh, John, and we, what we call him Catalog John. And he's a tall geezer. And we walked into the gym and he came up to me and says, can I help you too? I said, yeah, I want to start into the kickboxing. He looked at me and went, you want to kickbox? Really? And I went, yeah, I want to start kickboxing. And that's where it all started. So yeah. I've got to ask why he's called Catalog John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't let that slip. Karate chopped his catalog in Argos. <laughs> right. you, you know, you know, one of them white lads in, in, in a catalog magazine. Oh, yeah, like, like one of them. <laughs> he's, he's one of them, like, that's why we, we call him Catalog John. You know what I mean? So yeah. you just said um, about... Um, 
you know, in being a bit of a, a father figure. And earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that your um, your father was in prison when you yeah. moved from Burton. Yeah. Um, can I ask how long he was? You know, was he in uh, prison for the, the whole of your upbringing? Well, n- not really. All I didn't really actually know my dad properly. Yeah. Until I was about 14, 15 so years. So I was wondering old. if he acted, you know, as that yeah. father figure that I you mean, needed. You maybe. Know, we used to get, like I says, we used to go down to Burton on, on the Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Stay at my grandmother's, and my dad used to pass by, see us, take us out, buy us things. But I can't really remember him. If you're on a time, yeah. If you're on some, I remember him coming to see us, but they didn't have a relationship. Yeah, didn't have, with never, him. never really had a relationship because at the end it was, it was bloody five of us. Mm-hmm. But we never, I never had a relationship, so I didn't have a relationship with my dad until I was about 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And it, it just happened by chance. I was, I was in the house one day. A letter came from your mum. She opened the letter, picked the letter up, just threw the letter in the bin. Mm-hmm. So me, like a nosy little kid now, went and had a look at this letter. And she had to appear in some court in London about some maintenance thing with mm-hmm. my dad, about my dad. Mm-hmm. But the only person who had a picture of my dad at the time was my grandmother. So I went to my grandmother's house, got a picture of my dad, and found out this court, well, this court, this court, court case thing. And me and my mate bombed the train and went up there. Okay. And that's how I met my dad. And since, yeah. and since that day, we were close as anything. Oh, okay, so you're close to him. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. He, he passed away about, probably about nine years ago now. Okay, but, okay. You know, One very notable per- person he did fight in kickboxing was uh, Vitaly Klitschko. Yeah, man. I could not believe that when <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> yeah, 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 He's an animal. Fucker stitched me up, man. Yeah. So tell us a story about that one then. Well, it was World Championships in Ukraine. And I think I probably had two or three fights that day. And it says, oh, you're in the final tomorrow. So I went, yeah, all right, fair enough. So this is a, this is a long day thing because you're in the stadium from about eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and you're with all the rest of the England squad. So it's not as if you can finish your fight and then go back to the hotel. Yeah. You've got to all go back as a team. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I've done, I had my fights. And he says, yeah, you're fighting the final tomorrow. I went, all right, no problem. Took my gloves off, took my helmet off. And I said, I just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I think it was about an hour later, wake up, you've got to fight. I said, I ain't fighting. He says, I'm fighting tomorrow. If you don't fight now, you're going to get disqualified. So I had 10 minutes to warm up and fight. I didn't know who this guy is, but I got in the ring. You're thinking, I'm hoping it's this little four yeah. foot, <laughs> nothing. Listen, man. So after, you know, sometimes I don't even train. I just, I just get up there and fight. I've got the art to fight. Yeah. And I got in the ring and looked at it. What the size of this motherfucker? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was, all, it was all legs, man, and, and arms. Not yeah. like Stretch Armstrong. Mm. You know, but he beat me. You know, he beat me fair and square mm-hmm. at the end of the day, but he did knock me out. So yeah, he won on points. So. I tell you what, that's an achievement. Oh, an achievement so that'd be going on yeah. my CV. Yeah. <laughs> what what <laughs> year was that? Um, I think it was '95. So how how old would he have been then? Do you reckon that, that probably what six years or so before he became like? Because obviously he became yeah, yeah. Uh, world the world boxing champion. Well, they were both kickboxers first. And yeah, before that. and then um, the year after that, I fought in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Fought a guy called Dennis Alexio. Yeah, he he played Van Damme's brother in kickboxer. Okay, the one in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I had a fight against him for world title fight. I got kicked in my, I think it was the second or third round, I got kicked in my groin. Split my box. You know, I'm, I'm down in the ring in pain. Yeah. And then the um, promoter jumps in the ring and says, if you don't get up and carry on fighting, you ain't going to get paid. Really? So I got up and done extra, <laughs> straight back. Yeah, I got up, done extra two rounds, yeah. and I just retired on my stool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Only um, having sight in one of your eyes, has that not, did that not affect you? No, no, I, no, I suppose no. you're used to it, I'm, aren't you? I'm used to it, you know what I mean? I, I, even the, sorry, about the year after that, I went to Brazil. Mm-hmm. Knocked out a guy called Paulo Zerero for the um, world heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And I took him out in three rounds. The guy's never been beaten. The guy's never lost a fight before. And I knocked the 
knocked him out. Yeah. yeah. So was that still kickboxing, or when did you make the transition into MMA? Because well, it, it's hard because I had my first MMA fight. Two thousand. Okay. That was my first fight because mm-hmm. obviously I was fighting in Holland a lot, mm-hmm. and I was I was knocking him out left, right, and center in Holland, and then uh, one of my priorities in Holland, the goal called Bert Bert the Shooter. It is in North Holland in Groningen. He comes up to me and says, Baz, I've got a show on in, in, um, in, in Groningen, which is in the north. Mm-hmm. So it's about three, four hours on a train to, from Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. He says, all the top promoters in, in Holland have heard about you. And they want to come and see you. Mm-hmm. And I'm fight, I think I was fighting a guy from Rotterdam. Something like some, supposed to be some racist skis or something like that. And I'm fighting him. I knocked him the fuck out, didn't I? <laughs> knocked him out. And then... Um, I was just taking the piss out of him in the, in the ring after I knocked him out. All started throwing chairs and bottles at me in the ring. Because you're like the home, the home fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Security yeah. had to come in there and throw me in the changing room because I was milking it. I was taking out my gum shield and spitting out. And going, yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving. Yeah. And then um, it came, one of the promoters came in the changing room and says, have you heard of this thing, what we call free fight? Mm-hmm. I, went, I ain't got a clue what free fight is, mate. He says, we pay good money and yeah, if you're paying good money I'll fight it I don't yeah. care what it is mm-hmm. I'll fight it so he gave me a video and I took the video and watched this and it was like free fight anything really goes mm-hmm. so I says yeah I'll have a go at this shit you know what I mean yeah and I, I think I've, I had my first fight against a guy called Sunder McKillian this okay. is 2000 and he, I think he had one I think he had six fights won four lost two or whatever he had anyway. mm-hmm. but it's not that I beat him I took the piss out of him before I, before I knocked him out. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I was showboating on him in the ring. Yeah. And, and it just just took off from there. Yeah. You know, I ended up having like six or seven fights and five wins or four wins or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And, and that was it. Yeah. So that, that would have been like, because MMA nowadays is yeah, very, very early sport. Yeah, but yeah, at nowadays. the time, there was no one in this country apart from a guy called, I know, from... Uh, Milton Keys, Lee Asnall, okay. fighting that type of fight. Yeah, no guess, one else was fighting. Yeah, because that, that would have been in the very, very early days of yeah. MMA. Um, like now, you look at you know you got like Bellator, Bama, UFC, yeah. obviously yeah. internationally. Um, a lot, it's a huge sport now. Well, the Japanese were killing it first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of big Japanese promoters. Yeah, in, yeah. In, Japanese um, promoters. I've always wanted, That was one of my places to go. Jap- Jap- yeah. Japan. You know mm-hmm. I mean? So do you know Michael Bisping? I've known. I've, I've fought Michael Bisping. Yeah, really? <laughs> really? We were, we were good friends. Man. Yeah, I could say because he's. Sort of, you know, he won a, for those of you who don't know, he won a UFC MMA world title yeah. with one eye, essentially, yeah. didn't he? Um, because he lost a sight in one of his eyes mm-hmm. in, a, in a fight, in a UFC fight. So, yeah, somebody... Yeah, he's a good, very good friend of mine. Yeah. Well, um, he beat me in a fight with a um, wacko British title fight. Okay. And he, well, he beat me. Yeah. He won. Seems like a really nice guy. From he, what I've seen. Oh, beautiful guy, man, beautiful yeah. guy. He sent me signed T-shirts and things like that. You know, awesome. when, he was yeah. getting, when he was getting up there, sent me signed T-shirts and everything. Man, love, love yeah. Time, man. Okay, so the the thing that you sort of became more notorious from then, um, so we'll touch on it, is uh, your sort of association with the Birmingham um, casual scene. You mean the Zulu? <laughs> That's them. Yeah. Um, so if you want to just tell us, like right back from the start, how did you get involved with those guys? Well, back in the day, because I've been on the town since I was. 11, 12 years old, you know what I mean? It's like coming home from school, you go and you change your school uniform, you catch your bus to town. Mm-hmm. And you better make sure you catch your last book. When you say town, are you meaning just city yeah. centre? Yeah. 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 I don't know if you know the way the ramp is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mac, is, Mac is on the ramp. Yeah, that's where, that's, where we always, <laughs> that's where we always used to hang out. Okay. Yeah. Right? So we used to get a bus into town mm-hmm. and make sure you catch your last bus out. You catch your last bus, 
you're, bong- you're, jump- you're bonging in a taxi afterwards yeah. and, and running off. Mm-hmm. So we're on the town seven days a week from when I was about 11, 12 years old, seven days a week on the town. So we, we knew everything. We were rude boys. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get on with mods and we didn't get on with skinheads and rockers and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But on a Saturday, you used to have like a bunch of skinheads coming to town. And we'd always have it off with all these skinheads. You know, every, every week, week in, week, mostly week in, week out, we was mm-hmm. having it off with all these skinheads. But as time goes on and time goes on, we got to know a couple of the guys and, you know what I mean? <coughs> got to know a couple of lads. And they says, um, you, look, you guys like fighting, come, come down the blues. And I remember going down the blues, I think it was eight, about 82, 83, first time I went down the blues. Walked in the ground, I went, what the fuck? You're just full of skinheads, man. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just, them times yeah. just full of boneheads. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they were still giving out the, the, the Bulldogs magazine, which was a National Front magazine. Wow. It's a yeah. lot of racism then. Yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously, there was loads of racism, but we never really suffered racism. Even though we was on the ramp and we were fighting loads, we never really suffered that much, mm-hmm. much racism, really. Mm-hmm. I never really suffered racism until I moved to Coventry. Yeah. Well, that's another story. I'll tell you that in a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started going down there and fighting. Were you a Birmingham fan? At that point, <laughs> or did you just go for the fighting? Really? I just went for the fighting. Yeah, you know because I live close to West Bromwich Albion football ground. Okay, don't do to bloody Villa or, or Blues. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And that's it, and that's it all. That's it all started. I bet you didn't mm-hmm. even know who they were playing or anything most of the time, did nah, you? Just well, there listen, for the scrap? Them, them days I didn't give a shit who they were playing. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a left back from a right back. Yeah, or you know, I knew the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I weren't in, them, them days. I weren't interested in football, mate. Mm-hmm. I was just interested. in you meet in town, you have a fight in town, you go to the match, you have a fight in the match, you have a fight after the match, you come back in town, you probably have a fight, then you go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a away day, you jump the train, <laughs> jump the coach, <coughs> go to the match, have a row, have a row after the game, hopefully yeah. you come home. Away day's yeah. better, loads better. Right? Oh, a lot better. Yeah. A lot better. I love going to all these towns and I remember going to places like Wigan and places like I ain't seen so much brothers come land down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Even though Zulu thing is not a black thing, mm-hmm. you know it's a multiracial thing. Of course, Birmingham City man, you ain't gonna get more multiracial than Birmingham City. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. even the shit down the road, Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're more multiracial than any. Football it was named firm, after uh, like a chant or something, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah well, what it was, I think it was about 80, 80, 83 or eighty-four. So I can't remember something like that at Man City. Mm-hmm. Someone just chanted Zulu, and that's where it all. That's where it all Zulu. Yeah. Because they were called the. Uh, name of it now it's just gone out of my fucking head mm-hmm. uh, what the Birmingham before yeah. you, it was the Apex Apex so yeah. yeah they were called the Apex first mm-hmm. and then it just happened that Man City it goes from there yeah. Yeah. yeah so like obviously we're of a different generation to yourself especially as football fans as well so we've we've Albion no we're Derby fans oh, actually. Derby, oh, Derby. Oh, yeah. so um, <laughs> that's a question I want to ask you yeah, about like Derby Forest is better yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like we've not really been around football when that has been even really yeah. part of it and I'm sure you're going to say now that, that it still goes on now it's, it still goes on to this day but you know what I mean is it different now it's, it's different of course you've got cameras and back in them days you never had much cameras yeah but now You've got drones is, it, yeah. is it pre-arranged, Baz? Like, you know, do you have a guy who's like, right, we're going to meet here? Or it, do you just you know, look for it? 
it was it was prearranged before. I don't think it that much prearranged now. Mm-hmm. But back then it was. But don't forget, you never you never had things like mobile phones and back <laughs> yeah. in them yeah. days. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything was done by. I know a guy's number. You got a telephone yeah. call. We'll meet up here. Yeah, it's and a different world. It's not the same now, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Tell him to fuck off on Snapchat. Yeah. People think you go to a football match and you just you just start fighting. It ain't the cause. You know, I don't know you from Adam, but. When you go to a football match, you know who you're looking for. By the time mm. you get to the match, you know who you're looking for. Yeah. You're not just looking for a guy with a different colour scarf around his, around his neck. Yeah. yeah. No, man, them, them, them guys are here to pick on guys because they've got a scarf around the neck. Yeah, because no, it, so it's like a, an actual scene in terms of like, you, yeah. you'd, so you'd recognise like, somebody who was a Leeds fan. It's a casual scene. Yeah, like a casual scene. Dress the scene. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. And not everyone that dresses casual is an hooligan. Yeah. Because back in the day, we don't get a lot of the Blues fans, they were solicitors probably doctors mm-hmm. managers you get guys come down in proper suits man burberry suits and all that shit and they were proper lads mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mickey mouse guys you know what I mean? yeah but they're dressed to the fucking nines man. yeah if you went to a, uh, a game let's say an away day and there wasn't a scrap would you be gutted would you like come away disappointed or would you always find one somewhere you'd always try to find one because that was part of your day out yeah, yeah. You know what i mean party days not getting injured not getting arrested but have a nice fight Come on. Yeah, if, if you go away, win 3 0 and don't come back with a broken bone, you're you laughing. Even, even, if you, <laughs> even if we lost 3 0 and we had a brilliant row after that, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a day done. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, your idea was to say, for instance, you're going to, we go, we're playing Derby, right? We'd find out the main pub where all the Derby lads drink and try and get there before all them lot come out. Really? Mm-hmm. So we're in, their, we're in their main boozer. Yeah. Where are them not going to go? We've come and took your main boozer off you. Yeah. Mm. Let me ask you about Derby then, because we've obviously got a lot of our family and stuff who watch this are all Derby fans. Yeah. So Derby who? Yeah, I was going to say. So <laughs> from the point of view of um, the casual scene in those days as well, what was um, what was Derby's like firm like? Derby had a good firm. Mm. Well, obviously Derby and and Forest have got you know grief. But yeah. Dar- Derby always had. A, was it? I can't remember. DLF. DLF. Yeah, 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 yeah. Derby's mm-hmm. always had a good firm. Right? Always had a good turnout for Derby. Yeah. yeah. Always. Who was seen um, in your opinion as like? Because obviously. It, we're going to just touch on the films shortly, aren't we? But uh, kind of Millwall, West Ham, get built up as the big ones. Mil- what was the hardest you, know, you ever fought? Millwall's overrated, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Or mad. Chant all of the niggas and the packies and this and that, what they want to, what they shit. When it comes down to rowing, man, they're only good at home. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really rate Millwall. I've rated West Ham and like Man United and some of the London teams and scummy Leeds. Yeah. You know I mean? but, Dirty Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> So you're um, good friends of Cass, aren't you? Cass yes, Pennant. Yeah. Um, again, he, he was, himself was the leader of the West Ham firm, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so one of the things we wanted to touch well, on could, then. You could even ask Cass, and Cass will tell you the same thing. Every football, every away football fan used to fear coming into Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. really. And then because when they come into Birmingham, they have to deal with us first on the ramp. Yeah. Yeah, well, my, my dad said the right. same thing. Listen, he's he's listen, of your generation. Listen, he said listen, the same thing. Every football firm used to fear coming to Birmingham because you're coming for your train, you're getting taxed by us. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're getting robbed and you're getting taxed by us. Mm. And you've got to get down to the ground. And you get it when you get down to the ground. And the only way back up, you're coming back to me, just in town. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? Well, you remember when all these Takini and Les first come out and you had all these Scouses and these Cockneys coming down, yeah, walking like this through town. Yeah. That looks that looks nice. That looks like my size. Take it off. I'm having it. Really? And that's what that's what we used to do. We used to just tax them. 
Mm. Or was it like on a derby day? So, you know, if you played Villa or something, was it like rowdy yeah, or not? That, Villa are shit, man. <laughs> Villa ain't rated, man. You're like, <laughs> ah, they hardly come out. Really? Yeah, they hardly come out, man. you got to go looking for them. But mind you, we had some good rise with Villa. Mm. But, you know, brilliant rise with them. Do you still go to games now? Yeah. And yeah. It, I, but, I bet it's still da- down, down there, it's still burning in it, the fire, it must be. But you know what? I can't afford to get myself into trouble. It's burning, but I can't afford to get myself into trouble. Man. Yeah. You've got too much to lose now. I've got too much to lose. I ain't going to. Oh, some of the Blues fans just got arrested, I mean, got jailed the other day mm-hmm. for running on a pitch, getting two years for running on a pitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cass was one of the first people to get like a reasonable prison sentence, wasn't yeah, he? I think got yeah. four years, didn't yeah. he, back yeah. in the day, which seems like a long time, really. Mm. Um, yeah. So obviously, there's been some pretty. Some all right, some pretty naff um, football hooligan films, haven't yeah. there? Oh, H- how do on. they compare to like to normal? Obviously, you've lived it. You must yeah. watch them and think from Jesus the horse's mouth. Yeah, but what it's like? You know, you, you talk a lot. You talk to some of these lads from the football scene, and they'll say the same old shit. Oh, we've never ran from anybody. We've all ran, mate. We've all been chasing yeah. the fucking road. I remember going to Coventry City back in the early eighties, and you got you're running for your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. some of the guys will put down in books, we've never been wrong, we've never been chased, we've never been... Just chat loads of shit, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you watch some of the films, just, just load of bollocks. Which ones have you seen? Have you seen, seen like Green Street, for example? Yeah, I've seen Green Street. Uh, is it? I mean, obviously, that's got its critics anyway, that film, yeah. but... Well, Cassie's one. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, I'll take me out after him, and the film, the film was good. And Rise of the Foot Soldiers... It's good. Okay. Good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of them are a bit naff. Naff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought you would probably say that as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, so in terms of, like, say, modern football, modern football has changed a lot, hasn't it, since the 80s? Oh, um, yeah, oh definitely. definitely. Not, not just on the casual side, but if you think of the introduction of the Premier League, of TV rights, deals, yeah. going away from standing into seated terraces, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff Listen, like that. I've got to a game, and I ain't sitting there, but no one, I'm standing up, man. Mm-hmm. No, well, Birmingham City, we do what we want. Yeah. We want to stand up, we stand up. Yeah, so it's a completely different game, isn't it? So, yeah. yes, it's, it's actually a surprise that you go now, but you, so you're more of a fan now and you actually like, know yeah, the I'm players. Yeah, I'm more of a fan. Yeah, if, I see a, if I see a fight, I'll be, I'm, I'm standing here watching. Yeah. Watching from a distance. I like, I like it. Yeah, shaking. Like. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I ain't shaking. I want to get in there. Shaking, <laughs> shaking, I mean, shaking in anticipation, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, mate. I can't. Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, I've got a story about that. Was um, I was at Wembley for one of the playoff finals at Derby. Yeah. And um, there was a guy who I recognised because my dad had pointed him out to me before. Yeah. He was one of the heads of the like DLF yeah. and he was literally just stood with a pint in the concourse because we were like one nil down or something mm-hmm. and this guy pissed up Derby fan came over and he was like really touchy feeling with yeah. him he was like imagine if it was you he'd yeah. be like oh bad like love you mate you're ledge blah 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 and this guy's fuming because we're losing at half time and he just got a little bit too like close I'm to him listening. and the guy just like launched him up and threw his pint at him and I thought it must be hard to have that like notorious nature of it you know must what? be hard I get it weak no matter where I go I'll get it all the time. Yeah. You know, I'll get it all the time. And but trouble is, it's nice to be nice. That person who's carrying like a fucking dickhead is probably one of the ones who bought my book. Mm, that's true. So yeah, yeah. it's nice to be nice. If the guy's been a prat, I'll say, listen, mate, do one. Yeah. But it, it's horrible sometimes, you know what I mean? Guys come up to you, you're a legend. I ain't no fucking legend. Mm. I'm far from a legend. Legends mm. are the ones who are out there fighting the fucking war, mate. Yeah. I ain't no legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does it annoy, does it annoy you that? Like, kind of, you can't just get on with normal life sometimes. You get people pestering you a lot, or I, if, if you know, that's on my wife, she won't come up town with me. Because if I come up town shopping on Saturday, I'll just get bombarded. Can I picture, mate? Can I picture? Can I picture? Can I picture? Mm. Right, that's all right. You're a ledge, you're a ledge. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and deep down in me, even, even when we're on holiday, 
we were in Turkey about two years ago and we had a guy follow us for an hour. Yeah. We're not, you know, follow us for an hour. He could have just called me and said, oh, you're Baz, aren't you? Can I have a But he waited till we sat down having something to eat. Oh, yeah. Then the dickhead comes over and says, can I have a picture, mate? <laughs> Yo, geezer, I'm eating. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you had all this time to ask. You had all this time, I'm eating. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the first, uh, touch subject, I remember when I did the Danny Dyer program. Yeah. Britain's hardest man. And after I'd done the program, I thought, have I done the right thing or have I done the wrong thing? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And after the program, the first place I went out was Newcastle. Bloody hell, man, I got bombarded to mm. Newcastle. And I, I, I thought someone was going to, you know, people going to come up to me and think, you think you're Britain's hardest man. I've never labelled myself as Britain's hardest yeah. man. That was the name of the bloody program. You're worried you'd put a target on your back? No, but, no I, I always thought going out, someone's going to come up to me and say, so you think Britain's hardest man? I'll have a go. Yeah. But it's never once happened to me. That's good. And I've yeah. been all over this, all over the country, and loads, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's never once happened to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you segued quite well actually, because that was the next thing I was going to ask you about. So how did that come about? Did they get in contact with you? Or? No. Well, what? I was at a fight in NEC. Okay. To watch a, I think it was a Bama show or something in, mm-hmm. in NEC, and someone says, "Oh, yo, Baron Patterson, you know, blah blah." blah. We want to do a TV documentary about you. And that's where it all started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I know I've done a few naughty things in my life, but I'm not sure I deserve to be sent to Coventry. Literally. Not only that, I'm here to meet a guy with a fearsome reputation, a fighter who's feared on the deadly cage fighting circuit. He lives to fight, whether it's outside a pub or in the ring. He'll go up against anyone, anywhere, anytime. Bashing someone up. The pleasure I'll get out of doing that. He loves the adrenaline rush that only a fist connecting to flesh can provide. That's an offensive weapon. You know, I can stand there having a row with him, one bang, bang. <laughs> Split his skull open. That's a fucking murder. It went down really well, didn't it? He, oh, he was like, Danny Dan, Dyer's Dan is awesome, wicked isn't guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He can't fight fucking sleep. You know what I mean? But, you <laughs> yeah. know, I still talk to him now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's an unbelievable guy. Even the film crew, I'm still in contact with some of the film crew now. Uh-huh. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. yeah. It makes me laugh that he's been, like, pigeonholed. It kind of, it's made him, and I get it, oh, yeah, because he has yeah, to play yeah, on it, yeah. but he's not old he, at all, you know, he? He, <laughs> play, he plays yard, man. He gives it to fucking Johnny Concrete. Well, deep down, deep down, he can't fight fucking sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, what it is isn't yeah. it? So that, that uh, documentary covered you training for your sort of like big farewell yeah, fight, my, wasn't my it? Sport, yeah, yeah. Um, which you won, which was, yeah, was, man, was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think you got a lot of um, positive reviews because, like you said, similar along the lines of the, same, of the book thing where you see a lot of these like notorious hard men, they're like, oh yeah, I've never lost a fight, I'm this and that. Whereas yours was just pretty genuine, you know, just you your whole I life thought, as I it was. Beat, you know, and there's still loads of what I didn't tell in the book. Mm-hmm. I didn't beat around the bush, I didn't say, I'm an hard man, I went out there and bashed this geezer and I've done this, I've done that. Oh, I'm just as humble as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then when you look on the, the programme, the one what I've done with Danny Dyer, a lot of these other hard men who were on the programme, yeah, I stabbed this guy, I shot this guy. Yeah. Yo, what are you bigging up yourself for? 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just an humble humble person. Yeah, I like that you didn't cover because a lot of some of them wear like scarves and stuff yeah. to cover themselves, yeah. and you well, yeah, but you were just like, what am, I, what am I hiding myself for? Yeah, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I hiding myself for? You know, you all know who I am. <laughs> it's not like he's putting a pair of fucking glasses on or something. Well, I got, you know, I got glasses on when I use for reading. And sometimes I take one of the fucking lenses out. It's not good to me. I don't, I don't need the lens. Yeah, good point. What the fuck do I want an extra lens for? I, I can't see out the bastard. What do I want an extra lens for? <laughs> I might get one of them ones. What, what, oh, like a monocle. Yeah, yeah. monocle. You very much seem like a guy who's probably not intimidated by anyone. But what I wanted to ask you is, you've, have you ever met anyone and been like starstruck by them? No, I tell you what. When, when we went to um, the film thing, the governors, mm-hmm. and this girl came to me and went, "Hello, I'm blah blah blah." She said, "Oh, she had Pixie lot." I went to my, oh, yeah. "Who the fuck's Pixie mm-hmm. fucking lot?" <laughs> <laughs> and she went, "Oh, she's a singer." I went, "Bloody hell." Yeah. Hello, I love you, all right. <laughs> Other than that, I just, I just take everyone as they come. Yeah, I've met some nice, not some nice people along the way. Yeah, even without the film thing, and I'm just an easy guy, man. You know yeah, I mean? I'm always polite. I try my best. Hello, sir. Can I can I have a picture, sir? Can I, you know what I mean? And that's what that's what I'm like. Yeah, have you had a lot of? Um, we met a lot of like celebrities in your work, in like the security work and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've done, I've done a lot. Yeah. yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, moving on to then. So so, what are you kind of? Uh, what are you up to nowadays? Are you working security? Is that like a full time thing? No, it's not a full time. I'm, I'm a delivery driver, man. <laughs> you know, okay, you know, okay. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. I deliver parcels and whatever people want to deliver, I just deliver them. Uh-huh. Yeah. In dead bodies, <laughs> <laughs> like a man with a van, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a man with a van. <laughs> but yeah, I just do that and. and the only stuff that me and the, me and the wife do. Yeah, I mean, so we wanted to I touch on it's that. It's been a bit of a fast for the past couple of months, but... Everything has, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just hoping to open and get back on it, man. You know, cause yeah. Since the lockdown, we haven't been out. Yeah. I mean, and obviously there's still homeless people out there, but the Asian guys that we do with Midland Langer Services, they're still out there 24-7. Yeah. Man, I've got to take my hat off to them, but I ain't catching COVID for no motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've got to think about myself and my kids before I think about anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. How did that all start, getting into the homeless charity? It all started, um, one of my mates, Bobby, an Asian guy from one of my friends, he mm. rang me and says, Baz, why don't you come down one day and see what it's like? And this was in town, on the other side of town. I went down there and I thought, yeah, man, this is all right. So it's helping them serve food. And one of my friends came up from school. You know mm. what I mean? I went, fucking hell. I can't believe it. Begging, fuck, not begging. Well, he was homeless. Yeah, he was homeless. And I give him, give him a couple of quid right out of me and give him some food and that. Mm-hmm. And then I got home and I, said, I was talking to the wife and I said to the wife, you know what? It's really touched me doing this, what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's really got to me. But they need more than bloody food, right? So I got talking to the Asian guy and says, listen, I'm going to start doing like clothes and toiletries and dog food because a lot of these homeless people have dogs yeah yeah and that's how it's that's how we started Mm -hmm. you know it's like the first week when we got a van and got down there i was giving away my trainings that i had on my bloody feet oh wow that's amazing so i'm all right because i'm going into a nice warm house and i've got more trainers than uh, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. give them away to a geezer well, I, do, I don't think nothing of it, man. Yeah, it's really no. nice, though, because and obviously it's nice for them to have you on board because yeah. you can use your yeah. sort of, your, you know, like your you, followers you know, and things like that. If you came out with us on a Tuesday, we're all best, we're all best, we're all best. Yeah. They, all fucking, they all bloody know me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but like I say, you, you can leverage that and you, you put out to your Twitter followers, oh, we need this, this and this. I'm sure you yeah. get more yeah, than yeah, you look before. That's what I mean, yeah. Twitter, Instagram and, and, what, and Facebook. Yeah. Well, <laughs> everyone, everyone's on it, man. And we've had loads of donations and 
people that help us out in the past and thank you all very much man well, yeah if anybody wants to um, donate as well to the cause um, I'll put some links in, as yeah, well in the description Birmingham, below Birmingham homeless support yeah, yeah. amazing Brilliant. Um, so, so what the, what's a, a day in the life of Baz at the moment? So I know you're very, you're up always early, and yeah, Tracy's I'm, always I'm tweeting at four, five a.m. Yeah, I'm up most time four o'clock. I'm yeah. five o'clock. I'm in the gym, man. Uh -huh. You know, man. To me, I'm fifty-five now. You know, what I mean, you look great. My, for my it. training comes first, man. Uh -huh. But the trouble is, I have to be, I have to try and keep myself one step ahead because. I'm a target for people, if mm -hmm. you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You get all these hood rats out there, right? And they all want to make a name for themselves. Yeah. And the only way they can make a name is they take out a main guy or a name guy. Mm -hmm. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't giving no fuck with a chance, man. I don't take no talk or nothing off anybody. You know, you disrespect me, man, I'm stamping in your face. I yeah. don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, just, I don't go out there disrespecting them. I treat people as I wanted to be treated myself. But the moment you disrespect me, I'm stamping your face. I don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a changed man, but I ain't changed that way. Yeah. No, no retirement soon. No, <laughs> you know, listen, it's the same thing when I go to my mum. My mum says the same thing. When you're going to stop fight, that means when, you, when are you going to stop fighting? Uh -huh. Listen, the day I stop fighting, the day I stop breathing. Yeah. And that's the day I stop fighting. Yeah. Amazing. It's just in you, isn't it? Yeah. And how how, uh, how long do you spend at the gym? Is it like a once a day thing for a few a couple of no, hours? Yeah. Or? Well, usually, sometimes in the, during the COVID thing, I was getting up like half past three, four o'clock in the morning. I'd go for a fasted walk, 45 minute fasted walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, just get up, drink a cup of water, 45 minute walk. Mm -hmm. Come back home, have my porridge, my banana, my blueberries, my raspberries, my five egg whites, half a cup of black coffee and go to the gym. I like to go to the gym, mm -hmm. but I'm doing an half an hour cardio before I start training. Yeah. And I'm training for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And in the afternoon, about three o'clock, I go for an hour and a half walk. Oh dear. Yeah. Wow. Getting all that done so early must be really satisfying. But yeah. now, but like, say, say for instance, now I'm at work at six tomorrow morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'll be in the gym at four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, a couple of years ago, you did. Well, uh, I'm in my bed, boys, seven half seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you did a uh, bodybuilding competition, didn't you? Yeah. Um. So. Obviously, like staying in shape and stuff through your fighting and stuff would have been something you've done for years. But what made you want to go into it as actual like comp competing bodybuilding? Well, what, what it was, I gave myself, I gave myself a goal to go for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This year, I haven't gave myself nothing. Okay. I'm just going through the going through the motion. I gave myself a goal, and um, I had a, had a famous guy um, prepping me, a guy called Ernie Taylor. Okay, and he's well known in the bodybuilding world from Dudley, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> and he was prepping me. And I've never actually done a diet before, you know, a proper yeah. diet. Mm -hmm. And he says to me, you've got to have like 40 grams of this, 60 grams of that. I went, Ernie, it ain't fucking happening. Man. No. I love my food too much. I tried it for the first two days and I had one prep, you know, I had a prep food, mm -hmm. dinner time, time to eat. But I was that hungry. I had to have like two or three more. Yeah. You know, I went up to him and I said, listen, Ernie, it's not happening. I'll eat clean. But I'm not into measure weighing food or, yeah. or, or I'm, you know what I mean? That's not me. But when I'm hungry, I get violent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you know what was that? No, it's not that. <laughs> I'll be getting a sack from the fucking wife, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And she had to have the brunt of it as well. You know, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I gave myself, you know, I, I won the qualifier one and I came fourth in the British. So like the master, like British masters, yeah, like bodybuilding? yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna put a clip in here. I'm, I'm, I've got it on YouTube. I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was happy, I was happy, I was happy with that. Yeah, well happy with that man. You know what I mean? But yeah, fourth sure. in the British. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs>
That's amazing. But yeah, the, the, the diet is, like you say, down, when you're doing your macros and things like that, it's just a complete nightmare, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, and I was on six litres of water a day. <laughs> you know, it's constantly going to the toilet, going to the toilet, waking up three, four times in the night, yeah. going to the toilet. Then when you wake up in the morning, it's like you yeah. haven't slept. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you have to do like a wake up, like just before? No, of course. I was heavyweight anyway, it was over, over I was over the 50s, mm-hmm. and I'm heavyweight anyway, but I wasn't trying to get down to any weight, Yeah. but I got down to 16 stone 2, mm-hmm. from about 17, 12, yeah. 16, 16 stone 2. But it's more like body fat percentage yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you get down to, do you know? 16, 2. No, like body fat percentage wise. You know what? I didn't weigh nothing. I didn't measure nothing. I didn't. Yeah. Nah, just, not not a lot, but I'll I'll go just, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I just, 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 just done it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I, I brilliant. Was, I was happy. Yeah. But yeah. the trouble is, what got me? What got me is like, last time I was sixteen stone was at school. Mm-hmm. Even people say to me, "You look thin," but you look bigger because it's muscle. Of course. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, sixteen stones not, not small. Not now, I don't. Want, <laughs> yeah, I've been through that big lump stage. I just want to stay nice and calm now. Yeah. I'm seventeen stone two at the moment. I just want to stay lean like this. Yeah, yeah. Lean all the year round. It's mad when you think that you know um, you people like Dorian Yates and people like that yeah. and the Col- Ronnie Coleman and stuff. Yeah. Think about they were doing it like year on year. How, how yeah, did they do guys, that? Them guys, them Listen, I'm looking at me good eye. No, yeah, man. Don't get me into the pan, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Them guys on the off season, you get to like 20 yard stone in the off season, and get strip them to, it all strip it all. I can't do it. I've never been into that, mate. No. I've never been into that. Yeah. Um, right, so we just want to uh, touch a little bit on uh, so like family life. So you've mentioned yeah, Tracy sure. a few times. Just just briefly summarise for us, uh, kind of you know what she means to you. Yeah, I can't even explain. She means the world to me. She's my third wife, man. Come on. Okay. I love wedding cake. She's good, man. She's yeah. She's. I don't have to ask her to do anything. She's just onto it. You know, like, even when I have like bookies and things like. You deal with it like yeah i just can't be asked what emails don't give them either. i'll give them her email address <laughs> she reads things for me she does this you know any payments go come she does this she does. She, she's she's my well man you yeah know what I mean? she's my well that's really nice so about like kids and um and got, like grandkids now i've got, so. f- got four kids and four four grandkids you know what i mean we ain't got no kids between us but she's got a son and he's got a grandson now yeah and, I saw classic as my son and my grandson. Is that Nathan? Nathan, yeah. So yeah, he, he does, um, again, check this out on Twitter. I'll put his details in the description. He does like graffiti art, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And it's fantastic, isn't he's it? Doing, really you know, impressed you know by I mean? that, yeah. He got, he got um, made redundant from mm-hmm. his job. So he started doing this full time. He was doing it while he was in his job. Yeah. But it's took off that well. It's just, it's just gone mad. Yeah, it looks really and, good. Yeah, Some of this is great. Yeah. You know I mean, fair play to him. Yeah. So and what's like, it like being a granddad, granddad Baz then? He, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it's nice. You know, like I, I went up to me, my daughter's house, the one who lives in Colville, and I went and picked my um, granddaughter up from school. She goes, that's, that's, my, that's my granddad, one eye Baz. And <laughs> yeah, I can imagine there's not many granddads <laughs> yeah. in your shape. Oh, yeah, no, no, she's only about four or five years old. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? So, 
it, it's nice, man. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, you think about more of the grandkids than your own bloody kids. Yeah. Or at least you can give them back when you're ready. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? When you have like grandchildren and stuff, it's like you spend your whole life when you've got your own kids trying to get to the position where you can afford to give like your kids this awesome life and yeah. everything like that, and have the time yourself to, to spend with yeah. them. And maybe you don't really get that until you're a grandparent. I think that's why the grandparent grandchild relationship is really yeah. nice, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. you got that time mm, as well. Yeah. Definitely. There's one very very special person in your family I want to ask you about who I absolutely adore. Yeah. Oscar. Oh, listen, that was more <laughs> a parrot, man. Yeah. So, oh, Baz has got a parrot. We love Oscar. <laughs> yeah. And uh, can you tell us about how you got him, how old he is, etc.? Well, I've had him about probably 30, 31 years. You know what I mean? Love I it. bought him for a, a bag of sand off a guy in Coventry. <laughs> one, of, one of my old mates called Jim Fenton, he, pa- he passed away. Yeah. And I bought him from him, and I've had him since. And he's met Danny Dyer. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to yeah. put a video you know, on here of yeah. him trying to steal your breakfast. Yeah, he's eating your breakfast, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's all, Hello. Every morning, guarantee every morning I come down. As soon as you get out, says hello. <laughs> That's all you get. Hello, hello. I'm doing, as soon as he hears a microwave going, he's sitting at your feet waiting. You got to pick him up, put him on the table, just starts eating breakfast. <laughs> You know, is that all he says, hello? No, he swears, fuck off, rat bag, hello, and things like that. And it's nice, you know, like in the summertime, when little kids used to go past sometimes yeah. from school, and the windows open, and the kids would say, hello, Oscar, fuck off. And he, you know, he's rat bag, and things like that. Love that. But you know what? It's only certain, it's only certain people go to. It took the wife a long time to get used to him, mm. uh-huh. and my wife's brother-in-law can pick him up, and he looks yeah. after him all the way away. But he won't, every person that comes to the house, he attacks him. Oh, really? Even trace his son, my kids, my kids have never picked him up, never touched him. My grandkids have never touched him, or they ain't going to touch him either. Yeah. But, no, nah, he's a vicious. Oh, yeah, because you, you would have had him for, what, 20 years before you met Trace? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, he... my, my oldest daughter is, what, 32, and I've had him 31 years, <laughs> and she's never touched him either. Yeah, yeah. So, what a legend. Yeah, I love it. Um... We want to talk a little bit just about uh, mental health, Baz. Yeah, sure. Um, now, is that something that you have uh, any particular experience with? Like, how would you kind of summarise? I've had experience because um, I've had a good friend of mine who started him off in the... Because I, I do a lot of refereeing now for the BKB, mm-hmm. which is bare knuckle, yep. bare knuckle fighting. And one, and one of my friends who started off, and that's um, Big big Steve, he ended up... I, don't, I know that he, he, as far as I knew... He was all right, sound guy. There's nothing wrong with him. When had an argument with his missus, went into his bathroom, slashed his wrist, and boom. You know what I mean? So, and there's quite a few people. You don't know anyone's got anything because everyone's just normal as far as you're concerned, mm-hmm. or as far as they're concerned, they're just normal, mm-hmm. and they ain't gonna talk to anybody. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I say to people, my phone's available all the time. If you ring and talk to them, I'm not experienced, but you, sometimes you just need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. But you know what men are like anyway. And mm-hmm. Men are going to come out and say, listen, I've got better men. It don't, it don't really happen. Yeah. You know, you so that seems to be the thing that they're the pushing at the moment. find out about it, it's too bloody late. Yeah, so the big thing they're pushing at the moment is like men's mental health and sort of yeah. like trying to talk more and stuff. And you think mm. that's like a generational thing, maybe like in your generation, that people talk less about it. And like you say, you end up not finding out they're well, ill until it's too late. Well, there's a lot of things, you know, you know, men don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. When you've got to go to doctors, 
Ron, just the final few points now. Um, we have a little feature, Baz, called um, Guestions, okay? So it's a mix between guests and questions. Now, we'd be doing our, we'd be doing our viewers a disservice if we didn't ask you, you ask these questions. You're asking me something like that? Come on, man, I've got more brains than the cow's got. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, four, it's five questions that we ask every guest. We just want quick fire answers, okay? All right. And then the last question is going to be uh, a pun on your name, okay? All will become clear later yeah, on. Okay. Okay. Right, so number one, uh, um, are you familiar with the meal deal? So, you know, sandwich, crisps, drinks that you can yeah, get from. Yeah. What's your go-to meal deal from a supermarket? My two meal, bag of smoky bacon. Yeah, classics. Right, um, well orange there. drink. Yeah. Tropicana or something. Tropicana. Yeah. The cheese, I mean, bacon and thingy sandwich. Bacon and egg? Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's that's a great combo. Yeah. yeah, smoky bacon crisps, unreal. Mm. Um, night in or a night out? Night out, get away from the wife. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, do you have ketchup at home? Yes. Is I a lead up question. I love ketchup. Okay. Fridge or cupboard? Fridge. Yeah. yeah Again, the rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, best holiday you've ever been on? Oh, gosh. Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah. Is that when you went to fight? Yeah, went to fight. Yeah. 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 Well, it was a lot of day as well, weren't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the last one is the parking. Do, do you drive, Bas? Yes. Um, so if you're in a car park. Are yeah. you a are you a drive into the space nose first or a part or a, a, a swing your your arse end in and reverse into the space? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drive in, drive in. Yeah, that's the most common answer, isn't it? As yeah, well. yeah, I think I'm a rarity. Yeah, I always you are. go arse first. Tommy yeah. likes to show off that he's a good driver by saying that he reverses in. Yeah, but actually, always. everybody just flies in. Um, so then the final question. Yeah, it's Baz Batterson. Like when you go chippy, what do you have from the chippy and that? Me, I like. <laughs> Cotton, cotton chips. Just classic yeah, cotton yeah, chips. Cotton I was yeah. over with something with batter yeah. in it to fit the pun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, good old fish and chips. Sometimes, once a week, sometimes. Oh, do you? I have a pizza or a fish and chips. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. What's your pizza topping of choice? You know what I mean? I eat anything. Mm. Yeah. I prefer meat. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But Pepperoni. Like, not them, what's them green things name? Oh, jalapenos. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I have McDonald's, man, I've got to take them things. Oh, oh gherkins. gherkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gherk out. Yeah, gherk out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay, so um, as you'll uh, be aware, it was um, not long ago that there was a, an incident mm. around these parts um, of Birmingham, um, a, a stabbing, recent stabbing. Um, up to now, it's not been linked with any kind of um, terrorist organisation or any kind of gang-related things. Um, but I just wanted your opinion on kind of, you know, knife crime in general, and, and particularly in the Birmingham area. Yeah, you won well. an award recently from uh, Weapon Free UK yeah. as well um, for your work on like, anti-knife you, you crime. Know, you know what? I try and do... Kids nowadays didn't like us when we were kids. You know what I mean? They get driven now by money and drugs and whatever it is. You know what I mean? Gang, this gangster shit and all that shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to talk to the kids nowadays 
They want fast money and they don't care how they get the money. They want money. They want to, you know, what, what gets me is, is like the kids go, there's no, there's no jobs for us. Oh, get up your lazy ass and go and look for a job. There's jobs out there for everyone. And you get a lot of these black people, they want employees because we're black. Bullshit. It's your attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, get up your ass and listen, I've worked since the day I left school, I've always worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always worked. And oh god. It, it it's it's horrible. You know, I got I got I got a son who's sixteen and he and he lives in Totnes. I'm just glad he's not up here mm-hmm. into, into all the shit. He's down there. With, with all the rest of the hillbillies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Trouble. It, it's just hard. City life is hard. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think a lot of those like teenage lads then, like you say, they, they, they see the easy money, the, well, the easy money, the fast money, yeah. and they think rather than yeah. go and get a job yeah, and work they, towards right, it. I, I went to school. I, I give talks to kids. and I went to school. And I, I, I pull this guy and, and I was working at a club over the road, Bamboo, mm-hmm. and we searched everyone before they come in, search this guy and guy with a knife on him. Yo, what you, yo, what you doing with this man? Yeah. Says, Baz, I have to carry it, right? I'm not, I'm not a gunman or a roadman, or but I have to carry it because if a bunch of guys say where you come from, oh, I'm from Ladywood, so I gotta say I'm from Ladywood. Well, we don't like Ladywood. You're in, you know, you're from the wrong postcode. You know, no, stab you just because of that. Yeah, just because that. Really? Oh, if you look like a, you look like a G gangster, gangbang, or what they call it, and you're not one. You get attacked, mm-hmm. so you got you got to defend yourself. It's a, it's a case of I'd rather have one and not need it than want one when I need it because everybody yeah. else has got one. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Which is sad, well, isn't it? But why well, bring a knife to a gunfight? Oh yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier, you said you were going to bring it back around to that that you've experienced some racism yourself in Coventry. Yeah, so. I did. You know, I'm from Birmingham. I'm from Answorth, and I never really suffered racism until I moved to Coventry, and I moved to Coventry '87. You know what I mean? And I started working at a place in Coventry called Reflections. And this, this club in Coventry, this is where all the main lads went from all the different areas. This is where everyone en- mm-hmm. went. You know what I mean? And I'm standing there one night, my members just doing the work on the door. I'll get a glass ashtray over my head. I'm standing there fighting two, three white lads. And I've got like 10 black lads standing there watching. What the black lads didn't like me in, in, in Coventry, of course, okay. I'm from Birmingham. Oh, you okay. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the white lads didn't like me because I'm black. And from Birmingham. Oh, God. <laughs> so I had to make my own way in Coventry. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I've done. Yeah. Penultimate question then, Baz. What does the what does the future hold, or is it more kind of you just focusing on family well, now? I, and you know, I just thank God I'm a, I'll get up every morning. I go to bed every morning. Get up every morning. I don't know what the future holds, man. I'm just just, just living from day to day. Mm-hmm. You know, and thank God for another day. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can do. In oh, lift to one day I can give away one of my daughters at a wedding or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's, that's, what, that's what I'd love to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got nothing planned. I haven't, you know, I ain't got nothing planned. Still out. young, still yeah, in good still shape. Yeah, 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 Any yeah. sort of like family holidays you want to take the kids on, like grandkids on, anything like that, anything what? they want to do? That's got to be money, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm broke, man. I'm broke. <laughs> no, I mean, man, you know, the kids are sorted. When I've gone, man, the kids, the kids are sorted. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what I've ever got now is just for me and the wife to enjoy ourselves, enjoy our days. Mm-hmm. I hope to go on loads more holidays with the wife and without the wife. But, <laughs> you, know what I mean? we mentioned earlier um, the film Cass, which is Cass Pennant's film based on his autobiography. Yeah. Um, is that something that you might want to do yourself? That's in the pipeline. Trust okay. me. Yeah, that's in the pipeline. Because people are saying, like, you know, when, when number two book's going to come out, because I left, I left a lot out of number one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
and what the film the film is in the pipeline. That, Anybody that, that you want to play you in the film? Who's going to play me? I'm thinking Idris Elba. Ooh. He, he does kickboxing as well. I don't know if you know that, but I think that would be perfect. Yeah, it would be good. He'd, have to, play a, he'd yeah. have to put a bit of meat it's on, though, yeah. because a muscle on. He ain't pretty enough to play me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Right, okay, so our final question, then the same question we ask everybody. Um, if you could go back in time and speak to the 18-year-old Baz Patterson, what would you tell him? Well, the things that I know now of change, you know, you know yeah, what, what would you get? What would you advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I'll just keep doing the same shit what you're doing. <laughs> That's you know good. I mean? That means you've got no regrets, I suppose, isn't I, it? No, I haven't got no regrets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I haven't, no matter what I've done, I've, I haven't regretted anything. You know, I've got four kids off four different women. I haven't regretted that. I wish I didn't do it, but it's not a regret. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think the only regrets probably I've got is I wish I knew what state my brother was in before he, he did what he did. Yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned that before. Yeah. If you're happy to say that. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. Man, yeah, um, I mean, so what was the situation? He then? ended up so committing suicide, hanged himself. You know what I mean? But I wish I knew how he was feeling. He didn't talk or communicate or nothing. Because mm-hmm. he left me, he left my house that morning and said he's going to work. And I'll see you later. Yeah. And that was it. It's definitely not something you should have regrets or feel bad about. Though, yeah. Because you, no, you wouldn't have been to, you know, you wouldn't have known the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's... Um, I imagine um, a really hard thing for, for the whole family. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you kind of... But you know, you know what? You almost have some balls to do something like that. You know, I don't... I've always yeah, thought that. I, I don't know what's going through someone's head to do something yeah. like that. And then it's the after effect what it has on people afterwards. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I think, obviously, it's human nature. The, the absolute last thing we have in is human nature is survival. That's, yeah. the, that's an animal instinct. So it's the least human possible thing to do is to kill yourself mm. so that's why it's difficult for somebody who's not in that mindset yeah. to even think how you'd even get to that point because yeah. you have to be so far gone mentally to even consider doing it yeah, yeah. because it's such a it's such a like in, it must not have a non-human thing to do balls to do something yeah. like that man you know what I mean yeah oh, yeah that's really, it's really sad isn't it mm. well I know we're approaching uh, your bedtime thank you so much for coming on no problem thank um, you as I said at the start of the video guys please like and subscribe um, and we'll pop all the links um, for Baz's charity work yeah, his book yeah. everything autobiography and everything like that mm-hmm. um, and we shall see you in the next episode yeah. thank you very much up the blues <laughs> thanks Baz cheers no Baz problem. thank cheers. you Amazing.